This week in league, Sam Cassiano suspended for four to six weeks on appeal for his dog shot, Judge Jason King presiding. Tim Molson reneges on his new West Tigers deal during the warm-up on Monday Night Football. Greg Inglis to defend his high tackle charge by employing the, I was just trying to stop her, I mean him, from hurting himself defence. <laughs> and we'll review all of the action from round 20 of the 2012 NRL season. All that more this week in league. <laughs> Welcome to episode 97 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Um, what have we got to kick off first? Oh, first thing is, uh, because we do infomercials all the time, I would just like to say that uh, a couple of people, and uh, off the top of my head, I believe Mick Tracy might have been one of them. Yeah, wasted his money. Grabbed some, uh, well, yeah, maybe on the alpha brain side of things, but he's grabbed the Shroom Tech Sport too, so whatever he does, he'll be doing it with uh, a lot more energy and uh, intensity. Yes, which means his penis will no longer have any skin on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think I have anything else really to, to kick around, do we? Yeah, well, I mean, Is apparently we've been dubbed This Week in Infomercials. Who actually said that? We could actually be This Week in Fuckheads starring Trotters. And, you know, other assorted haters throughout the year like uh, Cruzy and, you know. <sighs> what, a, what a list of luminaries. We yeah. have. Yeah, but, you know. Anyway, your opinions count for nothing. They'll, uh, Shut up and keep listening. <laughs> of course, Colleen doesn't speak for the show. <laughs> asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Okay, let's hit some news and the first story, Suspension Palooza 2012. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of action that happened on the weekend and um, not in the game that people would have expected stuff to happen in either. No, That exactly. game actually was played at like a fast pace and uh, relatively clean. However, some of the other games had some ugly, ugly shit and we'll start with the ugliest one. Uh, speaking about Travis Burns facing the longest NRL ban since Hopper got rubbed out for 17 weeks in 2005, which was of course for his uh, harsh but fair tackle on Keith Galloway. He hit him so, he, he hit him so hard that he changed teams, basically. Keith Galloway had never really recovered and uh, the uh, debilitating effects on his brain led him to sign with the West Tigers. <laughs> Um, so no, Mark O'Neill didn't. Um, not Mark O'Neill. Danny Williams didn't get eighteen weeks. Was that? No, that must have been before then, though. For shadow boxing, Mark O'Neill. Yeah, I think that was. That must have been before then, though. Before two thousand and five. No, no, no. Oh well, no! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. This was two thousand five. Right. So it's the most since then. Um, so he, he's up for a total of seventeen weeks. Uh, so yeah, and like you said, on the most wanted, unwanted list behind Danny Williams and Hopewati, but already ahead of other notable inductees: Josh Stewart, Clint Newton, and Luke O'Donnell. NRL clubs were last night left counting the cost after a spiteful round twenty when the match review committee handed out its toughest report card of the season. Eight weeks. Eight, sorry, eight players are facing 26 weeks of possible suspensions. Uh, with Burns, Which of course, sounds impressive, but Burns has got 17 on his own. 17 of those with two separate charges. He had a, a chicken wing on Mossy Masoi, 
and uh, he's actually accepted that charge, and uh, he's going to you know get a couple of weeks for that, I assume. And uh, so he's got three weeks for the early plea on the chicken wing. And I, the last I heard was just before uh, you know this afternoon that he, they're actually adjourning the the high tackle hearing until next week. So he's already gone. He's got three weeks to think about the chicken wing. He must thing. have a heap of carryover and. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, he he does stuff fairly, you know, not regularly, but yeah, I mean, I mean like, let's at come least something first season. Yeah, he's a grub. Yeah, I mean, he played. He he, he learned how to be an absolute grub up in North Queensland. Um, <laughs> absolute clean skin when he played for Manly, and, and I don't know if it was a frustration of you know, playing, you know, getting roused on by Thurston all the time, or I don't know what it was, but he turned into an angry little prick up there. Maybe the tropics don't agree with him. I don't know. But he's, he's a hell probably- of a competitor at his best. Mm-hmm. He's he's got some he's got some dirt in his game. He yeah. needs some nappy sand in his game. Yeah. So at the moment, he's looking at nine weeks for this high shot for an early guilty plea, or 12 weeks if he fights it and loses. And uh, yeah, so like he's mentioned, carryover points. He has 22 carryover points that will sideline him for another week. So best case scenario, 12 weeks. Worst case scenario, 17 weeks. Honestly, with the fighting, I mean, you're not going to get off. He's not. I mean, he clearly hit the dude. You know, I mean, he could do a downgrade and maybe, you know, <clears throat> end up with like five to seven weeks or something by sure. making it a lesser charge. But really... 12 weeks for those two things is probably, you know, another five weeks is a long, you know, that's a massive, yeah, you know, man. that's like, that's 20% of a year. So, you you, you know, might just play it safe, hey? Um, so, they, you know, they are, they lodge their response and, you know, everything will go through and blah, blah, blah. The other ones we've got, of course, which we'll elaborate further on the first one, Greg Inglis, and we've got uh, Ben Teo, Josh Hoffman, and Josh Papali. Uh, Inglis looking at five weeks if he fights and loses. I think he'll get four if he goes early guilty plea. Ben Teo, he's getting a week for a careless high tackle on Luke Bailey. And Hoffman, I believe he's accepted a plea, so he's going to get a week for his uh, punch in the face on Bailey as Bailey went in to score. And uh, Dan Hunt, Trent Merrin, and Josh Miller got charged with grade one careless high tackles, but with early guilty pleas, all will be free to play on the weekend. So... Back to the Burns, the thing that makes him, uh, his ta- tackle so bad is because they're calling it like, you know, a deliberate high tackle, like intentional high tackle rather yeah, than just well, like reckless or careless and, you know, those sorts of wordings. This is actually intentional. And the re- and he's he's done himself because, you know, all the games are televised these days, so it's all on tape. And he had a big spray with Martin Kennedy just before he did that tackle as well. So they obviously had words. And then so he's intentionally gone to absolutely, you know, clean him up. And maybe he didn't mean to, you know... I don't know that he, he meant to make such contact with the head, but he was obviously trying to, give, to belt him. He was trying to get up off the ground and hit him, you know... You know, full body, you know, you know, wrap the ball up and try and sit him on his ass, which is hard for a little guy like, you know, Travis Burns. But Travis yeah. Burns is not that little. Well, I mean, maybe compared to you. Oh, fucking hang on a sec. I'm a condom full of walnuts. He's, like, you your, he's like your height. He's not a big guy. He's solid, dude. He's just, oh, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a nugget, nugget. For, his, yeah, for his height. I mean, he's no Martin Kennedy. Well, no, no, it's definitely no Martin Kennedy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he was a small dude. So, the the amount of force that he could generate, <laughs> yep. is it's fairly considerable. And when yep. that's impacting your head, yep. Even Martin Kennedy might get knocked out. Yes, agree. Now, the next most prominent one, and you know, arguably the more prominent one, because of the, I guess, the person involved and the absolute bitch fest that has erupted around mm. two certain clubs, being South Sydney and St George, South. They bought a wambulance and they're taking it through McVaginas for a Wamburger and some French cries. Absolutely spitting dummy over this oh Greg Inglis God thing. And Greg Inglis go. is going to fight his grade four dangerous contact charge. And South Sydney and St. George Illawarra have gone to war. Uh, Michael Maguire has uh, accused Steve Price, the Dragons coach, of course, of prejudicing the case. 
by saying that um, that uh, Price had compared Inglis's tackle on Dean Young with one earlier this year that resulted in uh, second row Matt Pry being sent off and suspended for five matches, which and is that, retarded. Yeah, and they're, saying, and they're saying that his comments have exacerbated the situation, resulting in a high high grading. The grading they're saying the grading for this tackle was because of what he said about the. Uh, the uh, Matt Pryor one, yeah, which is an, which is a crock of shit. I mean, the only thing that exacerbated this situation is how fucking bad that tackle looked, and it doesn't look any better no matter how much you slow it down or freeze frame it or whatever. It wasn't an elbow though. No, it wasn't. No, I'm saying it's got nothing to do with Matt Pryor one. Take Matt Pryor out of the fucking. No, but there mix. was a lot of people saying that was a fucking elbow to the face. Hang on a sec. It, it wasn't clo- that good at school. It was close, but it wasn't. Fucking bullshit! It was close. If he if he had have been. Well, let's say if the he, way he followed through, like every shoulder charge ever, they they make the contact and then their arms sort of push out to give that extra. Well, he was no, he was he was bracing himself and, and and therefore like lifting his arms up to his own sort of chest. And like if so, if something had have happened and Dean Young had have moved ten centimeters back away from Inglis before the contact, he would have got squarely cleaned up with the elbow to the face. True, but if it was I mean, 10 centimetres the other way, everyone would have said, wow, he's just obliterated him in the chest and Dean Young probably still would have got knocked out. I think I think the, I think the shoulder still would have got him square in the head. Because, Look, uh, I, I, it was a bad tackle, don't get me wrong. And it got, no it was, one wants it was to see a guy get hurt. I mean, like, the contact was like bicep and shoulder. I mean, it was so close to so close to the elbow. No one likes to see a guy get hurt, especially someone that's held in such high regard like Dean Young, you know? By Dragons fans. Well, I respect right, that guy. But I just think <laughs> there's been a lot made about it because English generally does bring a fair bit of a fair few haters along with him whenever anything that he does, and I think the way that Young ended up because of the impact, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a mistimed tackle. I don't know that he, he deserves five weeks. He definitely deserves to go for at least two. Uh, five weeks seems a little bit excessive to me. And as much as I hate to keep harking back to it, Simon Dwyer, heralded as a hero, yeah, fair and square in the bloke's face, yeah, zero weeks, yeah. Greg Inglis, origin, five and, weeks, origin and and finals and yeah, things like that, obviously. But then you look at the ones this year as well. I mean, like everyone's been getting suspended for something that wasn't anywhere near as bad as this. this That's this right. Year. It's the consistency that comes into it, you know. And then you look at T Rex, who did nothing wrong it was just like a weird fucking act of physics and the small size of Isaac de Goyce and everything and the fact he's bigger and stronger landed square on his back didn't fucking didn't didn't have any injury got straight back up and played the ball he gets seven weeks for that and deserved every single one of them and deserved English on the other hand he didn't deserve seven minutes suspension (laughs) (laughs) he deserved more time on the sidelines for the way he played on Friday night than he um, tackle. I feel bad for Dean Young in the fact that he got hurt and no one deserves to see that to to have that happen to them and no one likes to see that but I, I just think the grading is a little excessive he definitely deserves to be suspended but I think Due to the furor that it's been made, like Twitter exploded, the media's been all over it. Yep. Steve Price terrible. probably didn't help the situation, but I don't know that he's affected the grading. Yeah, and they can't start talking about him talking about the tackle as well because Inglis spoke about the tackle as well immediately yeah. on the sideline to whoever sideline guy was, you know, probably yeah, Gasner exactly. or something like that. So, I mean, he can shut the fuck up on that too. But, um, yeah, I think he needs at least a month to take a good hard look at himself. And it's all come, <laughs> and you've got the whole thing about the, the, the shoulder charges and everything. And it's just, shut the fuck up, man. Ban shoulder charges. It's very interesting. I don't often agree with things that Gordon Teller says, but I don't know where he got the statistic from. It was probably in that day's paper, but um, something like 
Probably on the auto queue. One in every 10,000 tackles is a shoulder charge or something. Yeah. Yeah. That or 9,000 tackles or something. You'll see like two a, two a game, maybe. If Maybe. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's as low as like one in 9,000 tackles or whatever. I mean, that's a fucking lot. I mean, how many tackles, you know, average average across the field would probably be 30 tackles a game. Like, because, you know, outside backs don't do many, but you've got guys in the middle that do, you know, up to 50. You know, so, so let's say it's across, you know, average, average, you know, 30, you know, and across 17 players on, you know, on either side as well. So, I mean, you're looking at, you know, seven, eight hundred tackles a game. So, you're trying to say, so what's that? That's like, that's a lot. No, they're definitely more than that. Definitely more than one in nine, ten thousand. Maybe his statistician, statistician needs a little work, but he's no middo. To, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but to say that the the shoulder change, shoulder charge should be banned, um, look, it's it's a fine line between getting them right and getting them horribly wrong. But it's it's part of the reason why we love the game. Yeah, I th- I think you know I think it's open slather. Do what you want to do. If you want to go for the big shoulder charge, hitting everything and be a hero, then fuck it, and you know turn your team around, do you know lift your team, whatever you're doing, fucking by all means do it. You know put on the big plate. But if you fuck up, then you have to you have you to face wear, the music. You face you face music. Simple as that. I mean banning something, you know, just because you know English can't fucking time his run or you know whatever, it's, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I mean Greg Inglis doesn't even know where he was fucking born and played his first game of fucking. Football quality. How could you origin. expect him to get a shoulder charge right? Exactly. For fuck's sake. So elementary is that. You don't even have to use your brain on that. You just run. Point at the guy and run. <laughs> no geography fucking involved in that one. <laughs> Moving along. Disneyland. That's in Queensland. <laughs> yeah, clearly. And uh, Dean Young is, is a permanent resident there at the moment. I did see that they're thinking of playing. They're actually contemplating playing. I thought, wasn't there a rule about fucking dudes? That, I mean, because clearly he got concussed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You can find Dr. Nick Riviera maybe says he wasn't concussed, but that'd be about it. Um, he was concussed. So. Same as the Robbie thing. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I mean, I guess the clubs can just get a doctor and say, no, no, he suffered a, a knock to the head. And that's exactly what happens. That's why the NRL needs to have a panel of doctors that work for the NRL, not for the clubs. Go and visit the And they go out and assess the guy. Yeah. It's the only way you'll get it right. And, and You know, it's all well and good for the clubs to say, no, nah, no, nah, he's right to play, he's right to play. And the player probably goes along with it as well. Um, and probably wouldn't argue while the club's paying him sort of several hundred thousand dollars a year to to keep running around. And the players want to play too. Like, you Absolutely. Know, they, they want to be out there, yeah. Um, when the player's career's over and he's sitting in a Jason recliner dribbling uncontrollably mm-hmm. due to concuss- concussions suffered during his career, yep. I'm not sure the club doctor or the club really gives too much of a fuck then. And your hundreds of thousand dollars aren't going to save you either, especially if you turn out like some of the, you know, the linebackers in the NFL now who actually have like a degenerative, getting a degenerative disease that fucking kills you, you know, within a couple of years. Yep. That they're trying now to, you know, trace back to, you know, injury, concussions and head knocks and stuff like that happened through their career. So, anyway, moving right along. Colin Best has announced that he will retire at the end of the season. His uh, coach, Shane Flanagan, is urging him to play on, but he told the teammates yesterday that this year will be his last. Since making his debut in 1998, the Engadine Dragons Jr. has played 254 NRL games, including 119 during two stints at Cronulla. He could definitely play on, Flanagan said. He has no injuries and is competing with all the young kids at training. Which begs the question, why then? <laughs> why are you retiring, Colin? Uh, I suspect to clear up a bit of cap space. Yeah, for whom? I mean, a lot Jerry of rumors. Smith. Yeah, I suppose, but I mean, they want to let him go. And it's not money. It's not financial grounds. It's like compassionate grounds. He's missing. He's missing Benny too much. 
and fluffy. Well, he was going back to St George. No, Does he appa- realised they're not there anymore. No, apparently, apparently, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, apparently, it's a no. Well, this is the thing. Cronulla Jeremy saying, Smith shows up to Dragons preseason training with his fucking I Love Benny T-shirt. Yeah, but but um, Cronulla and St George, is, you know, geographically speaking, I mean, you could you could live in the same place and play for either. I mean, you know, two clubs, you know, the of, of you know, forty minutes away from each other. So I mean, that's no problem. But um. I, th- I heard of something about uh, you know Bennett and like you know going up that way. There you go. So, but I guess we'll see. I mean, Fuck, he he's not- a Pied Piper, Bennett. Yeah, and it's not a money thing either. So I mean, you know, don't be surprised if he stays at Sharks as well because apparently they can afford him and you know there's no problem there. I mm. mean, it's just they were, were going to release him on compassionate grounds, but yeah, compassionate grounds is a very fucking overused excuse as well. I think. And this is a story I just read today that I thought was uh, interesting. Peter Matiutai from Newcastle nearly fucking died two weeks ago. Jesus, what? Did you hear this story? He uh, he's revealed that he uh, how close he came to dying in hospital a fortnight ago after a stray elbow during a game left him unable to breathe. A Newcastle surgeon dramatically saved his life performing an emergency tracheotomy after Matty Uhai's larynx was crushed by the impact of the elbow. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was gone, he said yesterday. I was in hospital having a scan on my throat to find out what the damage was when all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. I was waving my arms around in a panic and the only thing that saved me was the surgeon. He wasn't meant to be there at the time, but the nurses managed to hold me down while he cut my throat and put a tube in. They told me later if he wasn't there at the time, I would have been finished. I'd be dead. It was pretty scary. So uh, it happened what two weeks. Fuck? Yeah, it happened two weeks ago in the New South Wales Cup against Manly with Vic Morrow. He went in to make a tackle on Vic Morrow, got struck by the elbow. Uh, it says accidental, just one of those things that can happen. And he was down on all fours, struggling to breathe and coughing up blood. They took him straight off the field and gave him oxygen, but he didn't think anyone thought it was that serious until he didn't improve and they called an ambulance. And the impact had ripped the cartilage from around his larynx and he needed surgery to repair it. He spent a week in hospital, but is still suffering headaches and has been told not to do anything that may strain the injury. To talk, I have to hold my finger over the hole in my throat where the surgeon put the tube in, but there won't be any serious long-term effects. Fucking hell. Fucking crazy, eh? He's going to be like that guy in South Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's going to go calling for the ball? Give me the ball. <laughs> yeah. So I can say, he's going to be like, you know, he'd be, he'd be like uh, the Gusto sidekick, but you wouldn't know what I was talking about if I said that because it was out of a movie that you haven't seen. <laughs> I was trying to go down a path of things that I understood, like South Park. But Same no, diff- you had to make it about movies. <laughs> yeah. And um, the funny, the funniest thing is with yeah, media being yeah, you know, fuckheads that they are. Um, <laughs> the, the closing paragraph of this article is saying that uh, while his injury was not caused by a shoulder charge, he says protecting the head of players should be a priority for the codes officials. Things of course can happen it is. by What accident. about your throat? It's <sighs> so, like fucking way to make everything about fucking. You know, the news of the day. Yeah. Idiots. Anyway, Vic Morrow's a grub, clearly. Throwing elbows. Vic Morrow fucking regulating on all, all the Matty Utahs in the world. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the last story. Um, it's you know, tangentially related to rugby league. Uh, I'm going to entitle it AFL a dodgy fuckers. And uh, this one is that the New South Wales slash ACT AFL has been accused of exaggerating its registered players in the Leichhardt municipality, calling into question the sporting body's numbers across Sydney. Before tonight's Leichhardt Council meeting to decide whether Australian football will be played on Birchgrove Oval, the district sporting bodies were asked to provide certified evidence of their local numbers. The local AFL body, which in its original submission to the council claimed to have 1,644 registered players, then reduced that figure to 238. It's really disturbing. Damn it. Sorry, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, 1,600. Yeah, so they've reduced it by 1,400 pretty much. 
<laughs> which is by like 80%. <laughs> so, um, I'd like their account over the 80%. tax return. Yeah, so it's really disturbing that a professional sporting body would use false statistics to gain access to a junior sports ground, said Leichhardt councillor Darcy Byrne, who has campaigned to keep AFL off Birchgrove Oval. Given these revelations, it would be plain wrong for hundreds of junior soccer players to be booted off their home ground to make way for New South Wales AFL. There are serious questions about how many local clubs across Sydney have lost their home grounds on the back of dodgy numbers. So then it comes into league, where league officials have long queried the AFL's participation figures in New South Wales, particularly in Western Sydney, the home of the new team GWS Giants. Byrne had proposed that the council form a partnership with the Australian Rugby League Commission to further tie Rugby League to the ground where the first premiership match in New South Wales was played. Last week, Leichhardt Mayor Rochelle Porteous met the ARLC's acting chief executive, Shane Matisse, for discussions about the partnership. So... It's, what? It's, it's funny, the, the AFL really shot themselves in the foot here because, uh, I mean, a quote from Byrne again says, but given this deception, we cannot hand over our most iconic ground to a professional sports body. The council is considering allowing Australian football to be played at Birchgrove Oval, considered sacred rugby league soil at the expense of Balmain and District Football Club, which has 1,248 registered players. In a statement, the New South Wales slash ACT AFL said that, in line with the initial expression of interest, we used numbers that were taken from our registration using a postcode search that inadvertently included neighbouring suburbs that are not part of the Leichhardt Council LGA and that following the council's request for all applicants to resubmit their participant numbers we discovered the discrepancy and amended our numbers accordingly by 1400 yes yes wow um, and now they're changing the number again saying that the uh, numbers that were submitted uh, did not include 536 paying school participants currently there are over 774 registered 536 school and 238 club participants who reside in the Leichhardt LGA the 238 players who reside in the Leichhardt LGA are forced to play in clubs outside the area in any case that's still only 774 compared to what was the figure they said 1248 for Balmain and District so fuck off AFL and stop being lying little cunts Amen Recaps. Okay, first game, the Gold Coast Titans, 14, defeated the Brisbane Broncos, 10. The first in a weekend of upsets that really, I mean, the upsets didn't really subside until probably Sunday afternoon. Okay. and then Gosh, you're a fuckhead. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, this is played at Skill Parking, a crowd of 20,067 people. It was a decent crowd there. It looked, it looked decent. Um, Definitely looked more than 11,000. Yeah. We tried to get a two-for-one deal out there that uh, was only brought to our attention, I think, the day before. Or uh, So, you know, obviously, you know, our listeners went there and, and padded the numbers significantly. The Titans. <laughs> their points came <laughs> through tries to Luke Bailey and David Mead. Prince, it was two-for-two two on the conversions, and he got a penalty goal. Broncos, they had tries to Ben Teo, Corey Norman. Parker was one-from-one one on the conversions, and Peter Wallace missed with his only shot. Just on the crowd, <clears throat> I just wonder if uh, a bit, you know, some more solid results from the Titans, and also the, you know, the fact that this the whole Titans growing broke story seems to have lost a bit of steam. Yep, yep. There's not as much media attention on that. Maybe it's getting a little bit more um, support for the Titans around around the Gold Coast area. Man, they didn't Still have not trouble. a huge amount of money flying around that joint, so... They didn't have trouble getting people in there when they were winning. I mean, that's pretty much 
Yeah. That's when they were making seventy percent of it, I reckon. <clears throat> Jeez, they're fickle though. Yeah, oh dear, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, same for same for the, every other sport in there. I mean, Gold Coast Blaze basketball team have just fucking uh, been wiped out of the NBL. Mm. Um, the soccer team, you know, all the bullshit there with Clive Parley. You know, they had a crazy idiot owner, yeah, yeah. but I mean, still, you know, they lost they lost the so- the soccer franchise there. Imagine how much the AFL's padding the fucking Suns numbers. Oh, massively, massively. They're putting real dolls on seats. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kinky. <laughs> Matty Srama and uh, and Young Caesar, geez, they're guns. Yeah. Just really solid players for the Titans at the moment. I just, Tim Sheens has a bit of a saying, and you're sort of not a first grader until you've played 50 first grade games. And then when you look at some of the players in the Titans side, you know, you're probably still not. But. I was going to say, he's got, this is the guy that's got fucking guys <clears throat> like Molson in his side. How many has he played? Oh, too many. <laughs> but I think when these guys have got 50 or 100 first grade games under their belt, like Matt Srama controls the ruck as, you know, as good as any hooker, you know, from the second tier down. You know, I'm not saying he's a Cameron Smith or a Robbie Farrer, but he's certainly every bit of Matt Ballon. Yeah. He's certainly top tackler, top tackler in the NRL this season. Who's that? Ballon. Really? Yeah. No wonder his head looks like fucking mashed potato. Yeah, he never gives it a rest. His sexy man days are coming to an end if he keeps his shit up. His male model from Mudgy days are gone. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm really impressed with how Sarama's progressing, but Caesar as well, he's he's come on really strong this season. And I just think, you know, give him another you know season of first grade under his belt. And they can sign uh, rich contracts for decent sides. Is that what you're going to say? Or they can sign five-year <laughs> deals with the Titans, probably, that, as they as they tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos—they look really tired. I think. Well, they certainly did Man, in this game. They lost some. They've lost some players uh, in the outside backs over the last couple of weeks, and yeah, they look tight. They—I mean, they, they were shit. This game was a pretty shit game, all, all in all, and the Broncos were terrible. I was but, at um, that Warriors game. Yep. Last week. Yep. And and Lockie brought it up in commentary. Very very heavy track. <laughs> Translation: <laughs> was, I don't know. <laughs> it was a very very heavy track there, and. I just wonder how much that took you out of the Broncos because they certainly looked flat. They just couldn't put, you know, any real cohesive sort of attacking play together. And, um, yeah, the Titans were by far the better side on the night, given that even though it was a pretty tight scoreline. But Yeah. I don't want to use a well-worn meme, but, I mean, the Broncos have looked like they've been declining the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and with the lack of outside backs... The decline has actually been in, like, they haven't looked as likely to score points. Well, it's, it's getting worse because yeah. uh, they've lost Hodges as well now. And, and he's a guy, he's a couple um, of weeks away. And Hoffman's going to go for he's know, a week, yeah. at least a week. So I think just on Hoffman, very interesting. The point of impact was straight across the bridge of his nose. So it's, it's hard to state a case for him. But I honestly believe he was going for the ball. His aim was really fucking bad, though. I don't think there was any real intent to smash Luke Bailey across the face, especially when you see his reaction after Bailey. You could see on the replay, Bailey sort of went, that hurt, takes a bit of stock, goes, hang on, I've just you been smashed. You motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, you little prick. 
It looks the look on his face. Yeah. I'm surprised he just didn't implode into a fine powder out of fear. <laughs> it, as soon as he saw Bailey, he was like, oh, sorry, mate, sorry, mate, sorry. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so that, that, to me, indicates there was no intent. Oh, just, yeah, no intent to fight it out. That's all. Yeah, that, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, no intent to fucking, uh, to, to pay the piper for what he did. But, but I mean, um, did yeah, another win really, for the really Titans bad. there. Um, they're starting to, you know, put some wins together and some solid performances. I'm, yep. I'm not sure it's going to translate to a finals berth, but the mathematical chance at this stage. Yeah, mathematical chance for sure. But um, definitely performing a lot more consistently, and their attack seems a lot better than than what it, it was. You know what? Even you know the Warriors haven't been making ago. their run. The Warriors have, have had the chance to make their run. Dragons had the chance to make their run, and you know, just between you and me, there's a team that's got got to play the Storm Dogs. And someone else at the top of the table over the next uh, six weeks that might might chalk up some L's and fall out the bottom of the eight. So there's an opportunity there if if a team's good enough to snatch up eighth place. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Have you got anything else to say? Okay. No. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I know the truth really fucking hurts sometimes. Aussie one 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 nine eight. Oh, this fucking gronk. <laughs> Putting the Broncos and Titans on first is as smart as making Jamal Idris the face of Jenny Craig. Hash fat mess, which has now become a thing, apparently. <laughs> Hash dieting in decline. Um, he also came through and said, in honour of Parker's 250th game, the boys chipped in and brought him 50 shades of grey and a box of mascara. Hash granny. Hash grey hairs on the incline. Jesus. But congratulations on Corey Parker for 250 games. Fair achievement, and, and, and no doubt that he'll, uh, he'll go on to... He should easily do easily hit three hundred the way he's going. You reckon? I mean, how old is he now? Well, I mean, if you look at his hair, sixty four. He's just one of those guys that went grey early. I mean, the people that go bald early too, Glenn. I mean, we're not gonna fucking hate on them, are we? It's just it can happen. Is this this is how it's gonna? My be brother's old. got my brother's got hair like you know. Well, his hair's gone away, Corey Parker, and he's two years younger than I am. No fucking grey hair on me. Yeah. Imagine growing up being your fucking brother. <laughs> yeah, fucking sweet. I'm surprised he hasn't committed suicide. NQC81, Jono, he said, uh, quote, that's rubbish, Sam, and you know it. Settle the fuck down. <laughs> okay, the rest may not have said that last part. <laughs> Cruzy a zero. Settle the fuck down, take off last <laughs> yeah. week. Oh, jeez, took off like crazy. Uh, it, it, it inclined as, as much as the dogs have declined. <laughs> Cruzy 06. That was I'm just going to go home now. <laughs> that was the most disgraceful display of crap football my team has played this year. Hash craptacular. And we've got, uh, gotta love Keefy. It's hard not to look at Miles and picture him shitting in a corridor. Hash, it's hard to take him seriously. And uh, Supergrover 4, who was clearly drinking a lot on Friday night, said, what the fuck? Unforgivable inside your own 40. You are a dumb cunt, Hadley. Broncos fuck up immediately and that's okay. Fucking eat a dick. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's been yeah. on the Drambuie. He was... <laughs> It's on something. It's on some, I mean, you know, somewhere somewhere between, you know, Metho and Jägermeister. <laughs> somewhere in the middle ground between there. He was hitting it, smashing it hard. Okay, next game. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 12, were defeated by the Canterbury Bulldogs, 20. Uh, in front of the crowd, they say the crowd is 16, 8, 20, but I mean... Shit, fans. All the, I mean, I know that all the seats, the, there was a sellout in the seats. There was a bunch of fucking cockheads on the other side of the spit bridge going, we're not crossing it. We're not fucking crossing it. Oh, doggy fans like that, are they? <laughs> Insane. Well, I mean, that's a that's a beautiful thing. I mean, they say uh, you know when you put a train line into an area, I mean, it, it increases the crime because it makes it easier for the fucking for the criminals to get into your area for cheap. <laughs> and um, the beautiful is there a train thing to Manly. 
No. Beautiful oh. area, insulated insulated from doggies fans who like to, you know, stab people on trains on the way to games and on the way home from games. So um, <laughs> so it probably prevented some of the doggies fans from coming over. It would have been good if they had to stab some of the people out the fucking ground. A few oh. less manly fans in the world. Oh. Do us all a favour. Some of the, some of the fucking uh, Shame some of the doggies go. fans there. Jeez, uh, if I had a gone... You given what stabbed. I've, given what I've heard... And I would have shown the, up to your funeral. Given what I've heard that transpired Maybe. in the crowd... I would probably have been from fucking, both sets of fans. I would still be in jail from both sets of fans. Yeah, oh, but I mean, I would have been representing the manly side of the fans, sticking up for a manly fan <laughs> who got smashed and then fucking beard <laughs> by an absolute gronk. Um, yes, and yeah, who then had to try and you know stop her husband from getting sent to jail and, for the rest of the game. And he ended up with a swollen boob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Manly's points came from tries to Jason King. Fucking whale of a game for him. You can't really say that often. Uh, no, Jamie right. Lyon, uh, two of two for Daly Cherry Evans. Bulldogs said uh, double to Barber and Sam Perrin got one. Uh, I nearly said Captain Snooze. No dose. 100% three of three, and he also got a penalty goal. Possibly the game of the year so far, I thought. I, was, I honestly think it's probably the best game I've seen in... I mean, what was a better game last year? I dare say it's the best game. West games. Tigers v someone, I'm sure. No, but the year before, the East game. West Tigers v... East, East in the finals. Yep. Remember that one? Yep, yep. I remember it well. I remember it well. Classic classic encounter. I think it was the best game since then. Hands down. Yes. Hands down. And probably just because, you know, the, the Tigers won, you know, the way it went into extra time and, you know, ended so magnificently. You know, you had the break, you know, the gigantic fucking field goal line drive from like 40 metres out on the touchline almost and, you know, 10 metres in and then there was that fucking sweet pass from, was it Liam? Throwing the cut out pass. <laughs> And who got it? Two dads. <laughs> I mean, it ended in a, you know it, it you know it, it ended in a, in a much more memorable and it was a final as well and and it had that. You I know, want to talk about Ben Barber. And there's been I made a comment that uh, his form at the moment is every bit what Jared Haynes was at the end of 2009. And some people said I was a dickhead. However, not one just of those because pe- of that, but but one of those people did retract their statement on this game. Really? Yes. Good. Fucking gronks, because I'm 100 correct. I don't think they called you a dickhead, though. Well, maybe not just because of that. Yeah, I mean, lots of people call me a dickhead. Maybe you just misconstrued it. I mean, you know, yeah, it's hard dickhead. to piece it all together when you've got so many people calling you a dickhead. Dick, it's dick, hard to know exactly I mean, why. The, you know, dickheads can make valid points. It happens very, 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 very occasionally. Like when I said, West Tigers will be 2012 undefeated premiers. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. times. Well, I mean, let's see if they Asterisk. can actually. Let's see if they can get more wins and defeats. I mean, that's that's what they got to work on right now. I'm not sure what the what would they what would their record be at the moment. Oh, I'm not 100 percent sure, Nathan. It's a little bit sketchy. Oh, you got buys in there too, so I think they'd probably be nine and shit. They might be eight and nine. No, no. That'd be nine wins because I got 22 points. Can we move on from the West Tigers for the moment? Because we're talking about Manly and the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, ben Barber's a form player of the NRL and his patch of form at the moment. The only the only thing for Jared Hayne in his favour is that he carried this sort of form on at the back end of the season through the finals and then fell apart in the grand final because he left his boots at home. He still went all right in the grand final. I mean, they had that comeback, and that was all him too. Set up oh, try for and him. yeah. Come on, mate. You could be. I think you're. Uh, I think you're talking him up. But his yeah. finals and the, yeah. those games at the end of the season. Yeah. Holy shit! Except for round twenty six when they got beaten like thirty nil by St George. Remember that game? Yeah, because I picked and I put money on him to come back and win the next week, and you said I was a dickhead. 
I'm going to you my money. Barber is going better than Jared Hayne was then, I feel. He's everywhere. He's doing everything. Yeah, but I mean, Jared didn't really start his run until about now either, did he? I mean, he got six games to go. That's right. There's nothing to say. Barber doesn't continue his run all the way through, win a few finals and get beaten by the West Tigers in the grand final when he's handily contained. <laughs> Well, they're expanding it to a fucking 10 team final series. <laughs> <laughs> no, 19. 19. <laughs> Cassiano is a huge loss for the dogs. Um, quite ironic that he fought to take his place in this game. and First tackle uh, or first carry for yeah, him anyway. Yeah, Gorski. For sure. Um, huge impact. That's a big unit to, to drop to the floor like that. Yeah, yeah. And Jason King here. He, he had, did well to play on for a little bit, but yeah. I don't know if that did him any good in the end. No, Jason King, he had a similar... Uh, you can see he was busted open. He had a fucking so. gash on his head. Yeah. Yeah. Big and Ben Craze. Considering he had an axe wound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the fact that the amount of blood, because his hair was all matted with blood, yeah. and then it's just running the other side of his face, his jersey. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That thing stitched up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a blood bin call right there. Yeah. That didn't really happen as quick as it could have, though, I, I think. I saw him calling for the stay three, stay three ultra thins. <laughs> Mainly we're always in the game but just some execution at key moments let them down I thought and a, a spirited dogs defence held them out but yes, there's no doubt that these two teams are amongst the, the best in the NRL if not the two best teams in the comp at the moment um, and certainly on form when you look at how Melbourne are going So yeah true um, but I just can't say enough about Barber he's just fucking killing it yeah, I love I mean, it. The difference, not, to, not just because I picked up seventy five bucks on him as first try scorer. Yeah, <laughs> the um, I mean, really, the difference in this game was Ben Barber. The Arcee tried to Barber at the, at the beginning, where fucking that's well, not Arcee. That's well, you're playing, making a fucking mistake, and yeah. scoring a try. That's yeah, not exactly. Arcee. Thank God he's going to Penrith. Fuck's sake! But I mean, <laughs> the, the you know the, the real difference in this game wasn't Ben Barber, Brett Stewart, or lack thereof. Because let me tell you. Brett and I just does. find it interesting that you carry on about Brett Stewart and how important he is, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I talk about Chris Lawrence, you call him Betty White mm-hmm. and say he's always out injured, blah, blah, blah. If Chris Lawrence is Betty, is Betty White, then yeah. Brett Stewart's Estelle Getty. Or, or Rue McClanahan. B. Arthur. Is that, but is that the big tall one? B. Arthur's the big tall big one. Big tall one looks like a man and roots kids. Yeah. And then, I made uh, one of those things up. <laughs> and and, and, uh, and Rue McClanahan was like the, the, the slut. Yes, well, like, maybe that is Brett Stewart. Like people have sex with old people. All righty. Sexy times in the show, but yeah, I mean, Brett Stewart doesn't he, he doesn't uh, doesn't chill out on the sideline and he doesn't throw fucking idiotic passes into people who call for it. His name's Ben Barber. I mean, and um, and not to mention that Dean Vare. I mean, valiantly tries to inject himself in the attack in the same way that Brett Stewart would, but he's clearly you know a tenth of the player, and and natural Jeez, ability aside. Turn on blokes. You turn on blokes when they sign for other clubs. <laughs> I remember Dean Vare scoring a hat trick in his first on game. Debut. Well, he was, that was insane. He scored a hat-trick. He did something. Scored a hat-trick on debut, and he was mar- you marveled at the brilliance of the young man. Because he scored a fucking hat-trick. Now, now I, don't wanna, I, I don't know how to explain to you how you're supposed one. to feel when a player scores a hat-trick because it doesn't happen with you very often, <laughs> if at all. I'll have you know that Benji Marshall <laughs> scored a hat-trick last season. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't believe that for one second. I was here, and I don't remember that. <laughs> As if up. he did maybe a hat-trick of goals. 
<laughs> and yeah, that's a miracle in itself <laughs> to be celebrating. A month of football. <laughs> <laughs> but um, such a such a good game. And funny when we t- we speak about the um the the suspensions and all the bullshit that happened like in the other games. Mm. This is the one game where it was supposed to happen, and it was just it was just played like with a sort of finals. Origin, you know, it, it, to me, it felt like it actually had more intensity to it than any of the finals last year, up to and including the grand final. I didn't feel like the grand final was that intense last year. I always felt we kind of had. I, th- I thought we'd win going you into it. You fucking liar! I thought we'd win going into it. You liar! We got out to a big lead. You liar! What am I lying about? Well, I'd like to talk to the stadium attendant that had to come on mop up the pool of urine under your seat. No, no, when no, the no, Warriors no, no, started no, no, making no. their comeback. No, no. No, you were the one going, you know what's happening. You know what's happening. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, no, no. It was always in the pad. It was always in the fucking shut but, up. But it wasn't. I mean, did, did, I mean, okay, as a casual observer, did you ever get that game? Was never, it was that never was not intense. very casual for me. It was a very stressful occasion. Well, because, Nothing. Because you were trying to death ride Manly from within the fucking dragon's den. <laughs> no, like, no, but that, did you get the feeling? I mean, it wasn't. Look. Nothing will rival the intensity of the West Tigers-New Zealand Warriors final of last season. And not the game. It's the, the hour immediately uh, following the game, where I was wandering the streets like a lone, crazed man. Looking for something sharp enough to open the vein. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I didn't feel like there was any real... Um Super intense sort of games, like you know. I mean, speaking from the manly perspective, I mean, I can't remember who we who we even played first with Cowboys, and we slaughtered them by like you know forty. And then we had um, and then we had the Broncos, and we we're up sixteen nil after about ten minutes in that game. So I mean, that you know sucked all the air out of that. Do you know what I mean? Like it, this game felt more intense than any of those games. That's what I'm saying. You're probably right. Let's move on. Okay. Twitter. Uh, yeah, Twitter. Okay, Paraman 1973. Oh, this Gronk. Great to see the players took out this week in league's advice and. Just hash, just settled the fuck down. I mean, you, know, you could have used the actual hashtag that people are using, but you know, go your own way, whatever. And uh, played footy without the bullshit hyped fighting. Then we had uh, Saint Sea Eagle, which I don't think we've had a tweet from before. James Graham, the best pommy prop slash halfback since Kevin Ward. Hash, watch and learn the family Burgeye. Prop slash halfback. So, yeah. I mean, I don't recall him doing anything especially magnificent in terms of uh, ball distribution or playing. Yeah, I guess when you're only considering props and halfbacks, I guess you got you might be right. You might be right, but if you take you know pommy plays into account, don't even mention the name. I know what you're going to say. Next tweet, Chambo thirty three, King Kong Cassiano taken out in the first few minutes should have taken the suspension. Hashtags in decline. <laughs> the fuck is the point of that? There's no point to it. <laughs> Bemson Meister. hurtfulness. Bemson Meister. Is it me or is Vossi's commentary heavily biased towards Manly? Oh, shut up, you skinny was ranger. That the, was that, even Vossi? Was that the even case? Even Vossi took umbrage. Yeah, Vossi actually tweeted and said, you know, biased to who? Basically, you know, in his diplomatic way, said, what the fuck are you talking about, you moron? Yeah, yeah. And didn't reply after he got the reply back. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, this guy's got nothing, whatever. Um, see, I was watching a stream of it live. So, you know, it's like I had the other game on the TV... And so I was kind of like, I wasn't listening to everything that was saying. I was watching it, you know, but the volume was low. You know, something. So I didn't, I didn't notice it, honestly. But, you know, if someone else can fill me in. Because it seems like Benson Meister is the only person blowing up about it. Um, and then we've got R. Benso, 
who was your critic about the Ben Barber, Jared Hayne thing, because yes. he's a Parramatta fan. Okay, I admit it. That try for the upright was very Jared circa 2008. Wow, amazing stuff in a high-pressure game. Then we've got... Uh, you want to talk about the uh, the RC try from Vare? I mean, the one off the post. That was RC too. I mean, that could have... touch about it. Oh, a lot of RC. I mean, the, the ball can bounce in in any number of ways that don't go anywhere near Straight when he's following his through. Arms. So it was just one of those... I mean, <laughs> Gus said he could put his arm in a toilet and pull out a gold watch. What the fuck is that even mean? Is that, like, is, that? That, is that like a racial thing? I don't, I don't get it at all. Like, well, I get where he's coming from, but, I've, but I mean, know, there's other ways to put that. You hear like, you know, your Australian sort of, you know, your colloquialisms. I've never fucking heard that one in my life. No, ever. he does come up with random shit. Oh, Gus. Pun, pun. Yeah, I mean, you know, your stuff's just not going to take off, Gus. Uh, <laughs> settle so, fuck down. Settle, settle <laughs> fuck down, Gus. You keep, you keep your fucking, your beautiful uh, red hair longer. Uh, three card magic trick amazing effort against all do- all odds by the Bulldogs it's 1-1 one, one, and he's hoping the decider is the grand final suppose be fucking good good lead up if that was the case fuck imagine that oh mate there would be there would be it's actually uh, we'll talk about it after the, after the, the last three two weeks we'll go into it uh, GT351 underscore Johns got to give him his say great and gutsy win Bulldogs both sides played hard and strong both can hold their heads high well done mighty Bulldogs and to Manly how fucking diplomatic is that he, that's that's magnificent he must have been on fucking heroin or Valium or something taking or him both. right down yeah or or on it or com, new mood from on it ten percent off TWIL code on checkout. He's taking ninety tablets a fucking day to settle in. Now. <laughs> and we got uh, Mark Ill, M A R K I L L. Oh, this must be a new tweeter, I think, as well. I don't recall. Manly versus Dogs was game nonstop. Don't even think George Rose made it to the pie shop at halftime. Hash if anyone could. Hash fatso. <laughs> so yeah, it's it seems like I don't know if it's fueled by social media, but. I see rugby league going in a very fucking slippery slope in regards to fans. I think How people, so? I think people are just going at it so hard on the social media keyboard warrior shit. When it comes down to face to face shit, shit could just ignite a lot easier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It seems like shit. I mean, and like, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, how how many without an organised meetup? Yeah, unless someone said tweeted at someone and said, you know. Fucking half time, you and me. It's on pie stand. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't mean that. I mean, like, it's, it's not necessarily between two people that have been going at it. A thing, eh? just the general, like, you know, two groups. Oh, if going two at people it. said the same shit that people say to each other on Twitter, it'd be handbags. Yeah, yeah. Or two, or two, two groups, yeah, two yeah. groups that is going at it on Twitter, leading up to it, and then so then you know anything happens from one to the other, and it's mm. just fucking on. And I mean the same thing. Saw things with uh with uh the Roosters and and South last week as well. I yeah. mean they were getting fucking hateful at it, and yeah, and then you know then South and St George this week. You know especially after the English thing. Yeah. I mean you know Souths are a pretty common threat here. I don't know what's going on there, but um. Yeah, See, everyone crazy. loves the West Tigers, Nathan. No one really goes hard on anyone but me. Yeah, well, I mean you know it's the same thing for the Titans, and you know West Tigers are a lovable side. They're not threatening. They're not going to take your finals position, are they? <laughs> We've already called the episode Tigers in the Cline, haven't we? Yes. Fuck. All right. Good Come up with something original, you fucking gronk. <laughs> Let's move on. I was going to say something else, but I fucking forgot. Oh, well. Too doesn't bad. Matter. Doesn't matter. Next game, Newcastle Knights 24. Continued the upset theme of the weekend. Defeating the New Zealand Warriors 19. 
crowd of just over 15,000 at Mount Start Stadium over in New Zealand. What a strange old fucking game this was. Um, the tries, the New Zealand Warriors, their 19 points was made up of tries to Nathan Friend, Ben Madalino, Sean Johnson. Maloney got a field goal and he got three of three from the boot from the conversions. And Newcastle Knights, their 24 points came to tries to Tamana Tahu, Akawila Uate Pate, Kevin Nagama and Dane Gay Guy, Tyrone Roberts, four of four on the conversions. Can't kick Tyrone Roberts. Well, he... Australia's a die. See, I th- I actually had him pegged as a real as a as a graduate from the Benji School of Kicking oh, until two we- until geez. two weeks ago. The Newcastle game was the first game where I think I saw him get one hundred percent or close to, because reading out the scores over the weeks, you know, leading up to it, he was only ever like a two or four kind of kicker, but he's, he has picked it up lately. Uate Parte was out in force. He was. Fuck, he had some good runs. Yep. This was one hell of a Uate Parte. They were snorting coke off hookers' stomachs. For stomachs. <laughs> Isn't that what they do? Oh, you know. Personally, off their tits is probably, you know. Really? Yeah. Is that what they do? Yeah. Until I haven't snorted a lot of coke in my time. Or any. Didn't you get a Bucks party? Sorry? Didn't you get a Bucks party before you got married? <laughs> my Bucks party is a long and involved story. But didn't involve any hookers or coke, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be over his origin form slump, though. He's much more yeah. confident running the ball. Yep. Uh, scored a great try. And, yep. Uh, yeah, running it back with force as well. Yep. He seemed a little Agreed. bit tentative in that or, around that origin period, especially after he got dropped, but seems to be heading back to his best. Yep. Um, the Warriors may as well just call themselves the Wuss Tigers. <laughs> they we drop st- intensity just like the f- fucking Tigers do. Yeah, yeah. And on those occasions where their intensity drops and the opposition just happens to time their lift at that exact moment, yep. there is fucking nothing that the Warriors, or the Tigers for that matter, can do to wrestle that momentum back. To be fair though, the Tigers do have the ability to lay on points as well and do the same thing to other teams when they've got it on. Warriors, That's true. Warriors, not so much. I don't. I mean, the Warriors last season, and like you mentioned in the grand final, they, they, they strung a couple of tries together and probably came close a couple of other times. And in the finals, they did it to West Tigers in the semi-final. Yeah, I remember probably, that well, they, Nathan. They probably, did, that they probably again, did it in their run towards... Kid. They probably did in their run to it. What I'm saying is this season, not so much. That's all I'm saying. Are you saying their their attack is less than what it was last year? Yeah, well, it's 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 less West Tigers this year in the terms of they don't go like back to back to back like they, they yeah. did it towards the end of the season last year. And neither do West Tigers. That's <laughs> <was> true. <laughs> Newcastle fans are starting to see what the the next couple of seasons might look like under under Bennett and especially with some of the talk of of you know, people like Jeremy Smith, like you say, and yep. those sorts of guys talking about coming to the club, um, they were pretty excited this preseason. Um, yeah, of course they so, They sort yeah. of had to have a bit of a reality check, but yep. when you see them play like this, coming back from 18-0 down, of all things. Well, it's the thing. I mean, like, the Warriors were switched on in this game. I mean, you can't... I mean, it wasn't like Manly last week where they were clearly, like, weren't interested in the game. We were probably eyes on the Doggies game. Mm-hmm. This game, the Warriors, not they were, they were switched on, raced out to a massive lead... And fell in a heap. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, I think special mention has to go to James Maloney with the fucking Chrissy Sandow special. Kick a yeah. field goal when, you know, I mean, when you don't be, really need you've it. you got to be careful with this. Sort and that I mean, signifies the last point you score Not everyone game. can be a Benji Marshall and, you know, kick a field goal to make the score on 31 nil, and just know that you're going to need it at the end of 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, he almost jinxed them in that game too because he did that just prior to halftime, didn't he? Yeah. 
he did it for I think nineteen nil half time too, didn't he? So it was it was a nineteen nil scoreline at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so same as what happened here with uh, <laughs> with uh, Maloney. Something about Kiwis. Yep, and well, immediately. Kiwis. <laughs> I guess Melanie's not a Kiwi, is he? No, no, no. But, you know. He fucking should be. Yeah, yeah exactly. For all his usefulness. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maloney, you... I was you, waiting for you to say something, and... I just, I just want to say, yeah, he wins the Chrissy Sandow Award for this week. Even Chrissy Sandow himself hasn't been able to do it this year, so... No, that's um, Yeah, so incredible. Newcastle's going to make the eight. Can they make the eight? I they don't know. You know, I'm going to be honest... I don't know where they are on the table at the moment. I know they're not in the eight, but uh, I mean, how many points out are they? Because I know that the because uh, the, they're in that bunch with the Warriors, the Warriors and, and Saint George. Well, maybe Saint George, not so much now, but yeah, Saint George and the Titans and the Warriors. Yeah, they're they're kind of. I mean, but even Canberra have won a couple too. I mean, they, they must be. In Fuck, that if similar... Canberra make the eight at the expense of the West Tigers, you will what? I will quit this week in league. Shit! I hope that doesn't happen. Then you replace me with a Canberra fan. Oh, that will be my lasting legacy. If I can find one. <laughs> someone who wants to admit to it every week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And someone who wants, I mean, because, oh, jeez, you think you cop it with the Tigers form sometimes. Imagine a camera fan. They'd be fucking crying every episode. <laughs> Imagine the commute from Canberra every Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not going to meet him halfway. Um, do you have anything else to add on the game itself? No, sir. Okay, Twitter. Southo Dan. This is a tweet that he did before the game, okay? He said, uh, actually, no, that's the wrong game, so I'm not going to do that one. Here's his one from this game. I just want to point out that I predicted the Sandow field goal curse for Shane Maloney, not Johnson as previously tweeted, because he did tweet at, at the time yeah. of the field goal. He did tweet that that was the end of the game. Um, yeah, he predicted fuck all. <laughs> yeah, really? Wrong player. You're the player wrong in yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, you may as well call you, you know, Costo. Um, Super Grover 4 Friend scores through a hole That was so big You could fit two Sandows And an Idris through it Jesus And Aussie 1198 With the uh, MVP tweet Of the week I found it fitting That Omar gave his ball To another gay guy And as a Hash the wire reference That's a That that shit That that, that tweet runs deep For people who watch Who are fans of the wire Think right. about it. Think about it, wire fans. Donated a testicle. I'll try and I'll try and explain it to you later, or you can just fucking watch the wire because it's sensational. And uh, he also followed that tweet up. And said, "Wow, the Warriors again. I haven't seen anyone give up so easily since the West Tigers in the last six seasons." I fucking hate that kid. <laughs> Tigers in decline. If I didn't feel so sorry for him because he was a fucking virgin, I, I fucking hate him. Parramatta Eels, 16, defeated the Melbourne Storm, 10. Another upset. We're 100% upsets at this stage uh, through the round. Um, The Eels, their 16 points came tries to Ben Smith, Ken Seo, and of course, sensational, ultimately match-winning try to Nathan Hindmarsh. Luke Burt was 2 or 3 on the conversions. Melbourne Storm, their 10 points came from tries to Ryan Hoffman and Rory Cost-Jason. Cameron Smith, 1 of 2 on the conversions. Parramatta. The same week that their coach Mate, decides young. that there's nothing more he can do to well, get them to win. The board decides that there's nothing yeah. more that coach can do with that side. Yeah, then they dig in. You know, the one week too late. The board thing. decides that the coach has decided that there's nothing more that he can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, when you see performances like this against one of the benchmark teams in the competition, you wonder just how long ago this playing group actually did quit on the coach. 
Yeah. And, um, Nine wins from 42 fucking games. Yeah, it's atrocious when you see it laid out across the fullness of his entire coaching career with the club. I mean, it's just diabolically bad. Um, and it's interesting to note that this game, with a 16-10 scoreline, the Parramatta Eels, in attack, pretty fucking hopeless. As hopeless as they've ever been, pretty much. But it was their defence... Mm that repelled, you know, this, I don't know what the final possession statistic was, but certainly possession, like, in the danger zone. Over 55% of the ball, I think. Yeah, and Close uh, to 60, and, how, yeah. and how much of that would have been within sort of, you know, 30, 40 metres of, the, of their try line. Yeah. I mean, they had to withstand a tremendous amount of, uh, of pressure, and the Storm barely got on the board at half, right before half-time they scored the try, I think it was a cost-chasing try, and even then, you know, it was a tackled and reached out and just got it over and, you know... And that was after a couple of sets. So, um, he's an unlikely looking bloke, cost Jason, isn't he? He doesn't look much like a footy player. No, it's almost yeah. like how much does a contract cost Jason? <laughs> <laughs> he's just caravan a couple of players with TVs. I guess so. Jet ski. I don't know. He just he just doesn't look. I mean, he's obviously you know good enough to be playing first grade. Yeah, yeah. Got no doubt about it. And he's yeah. His his name does pop up. You know, on the truck on the score sheet and uh, he does a, a job for the team but when you look at him it's just like fuck where, where does that come from <laughs> what's his junior form represented it's all heart he's obviously ticker yep all ticker I think Melbourne I mentioned that the Broncos look tired before and I think Melbourne are much the same albeit for different reasons I they're tired of losing sorry they're tired of tired losing. very much tired of losing but they're uh the Orange period has knocked them around. Obviously, Slater's been out, which hasn't helped them. Um, I just, I think people are probably going to understate the challenge ahead of Bellamy to get them prepped for the pop, for the finals. Based on their last month of football, they're fucking long way off the pace where they were. Yeah, prior to that, I, I also, I'm not going to, um, you know, if a team is in a in a position now where they're in the eight and you know look like they can win to you know get in the finals, then I'm not going to death ride any of them yet. Because well, that explains everything. That's why the Tigers have been so ordinary. Yeah, but the Tigers short have got of some, a spot in the eight. The Tigers have got some some terrible matchups coming their way though. Too. I mean, <laughs> they've probably got one of the hardest runs home. Uh, I think uh, over the last certainly, I think about you know three of their six games are going to be very tough for them to win. Which means but, by um, the time we make the top four, we'll be battle hardened. Be good. But uh, but you know, it seems for example, like the Dogs at the moment. I mean, there's what they've won was it eight in a row, and I I think they've peaked too early. Honestly, well, um, maybe team teams that uh, have Unless a run they like win that, fucking eighteen in a row to win the. You know, comp. you know teams who do like the eight in a row thing at this time of season. West Tigers and Melbourne Storm, and what's happened to those guys at the end of the season's last couple of years? Haven't even made the grand final. Can't finals. remember. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Haven't even made the, the West grand... Tigers go? Did they win the comp last year? Like I said, they would. No, no, no. mate, that was my team. Oh, that's right. So I was getting mixed up. I always get you and me mixed up because we're so fucking alike. Yeah. So, um, and the Storm the same. They're the minor premiers. You know, undefeated or close to it for the entire season. Possibly win the, the minor premiership in the history of rugby league. Win the win the win the minor premiership by like you know two games, and then what happens? You know, get in the finals and they get rolled by someone they should fucking smash like the Warriors. Um, and so yeah, I think you know winning eight in a row at this stage, you know, there might have to be a couple of losses just to you know take away a bit of complacency or everything and you know prepare teams for the the run yeah. of the final. It might be a blessing in disguise by the time the season's out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Tweets, Cruzy 6 The loss Friday makes it a lot more bearable that the years won, the Eels won against the Storm go hindy. Tiger Benji 
So you don't t- don't let it be said that I don't read out bullshit tweets. Melbourne, a different team since getting beaten by the Tigers six weeks ago, have only beaten competition easy beats manly. Hey man, Benny. Smartest thing he's ever said. Bush Lemon. Losing to the Eels. Holy fucking hash storm in decline. Rev Sunny one zero one. That's more that's a hashtag I could get attached to. Same. Rev Sunny one oh one. First retirements needed for Parramatta win, now a sacked coach. I predict their next win will require require human sacrifice. <laughs> And uh, at Freak09, the Melbourne Storm are making me think Slater is the difference between a premiership and a wooden spoon. Hash, the Storm in decline. So yeah, it started taking off during that game. Well, I haven't won any premierships with Billy Slater either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they did one. They, they did win one with Brett Kamali. And Chris Anderson. <laughs> How delicious. What the fuck? How delicious. <laughs> Glenn Lazarus. Well, Glenn Lazarus won six fucking premierships. I mean, the guy was what a fucking, fucking god. Prop. That guy must have been. If you can drag Brett Kamali's corpse and Chris Anderson's fucking festering anus to a premiership. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, next game. You got nothing else to add on that no, game? No, sir. Okay. Uh, the Rabbitohs, 36, defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14. In front of a crowd at ANZ Stadium of 21,000 people. The uh, scorers, we had a hat trick. Like good players do to Nathan Merritt. John, Can't he score a fucking try? That bloke always has been able to. Always. Will Why be the able NRL to. and New South Wales selectors don't just listen to Anthony Mundine and put Nathan Merritt in a Blues jersey? I'll never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Anthony Mundine speaks a lot of truth, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially like his truth regarding uh, a his likelihood of getting a fight with Floyd Mayweather, and b the fact that he's the only person that can dethrone Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Gronk. Um, oh, I like that you can say that without laughing. Other tries. John Sutton, Greg Inglis, Matt King, Andrew Everingham. Conversions. Four of seven from Adam Reynolds in a Benji S performance. St. George Illawarra Dragons there. 14 points came through. Tries two. Ben Cray and a double to Brett Morris. Jamie Soward. One of three. Isaac Luke and now Greg Inglis out for extended periods, regardless of how Inglis's um, appeal is at the, at the judiciary. He's still yep. going to be gone for several weeks. I would, I would expect I would expect he'll be out for four weeks, I think. But we'll see. South Steps is, is, is really going to be challenged. I thought Pete's went really well at hooker. Yep. Um, he performed quite well. Whether he can do that for, for the month of footy or however long Luke's going to be out. And the penalties that they don't get against them because of him being there instead of Luke. Yeah. Very helpful, I think. Absolutely. Good little player, that guy. Yeah. Just, you know, limited opportunities, obviously, trying to play behind Luke. Uh, St George I think they They had the wind Knocked out of their sails When Young got hurt um, yep. The writing was Sort of on the wall Anyway They weren't in it Anyway at that point No but the, That happened around 16-4 I, I think I think they really Started to drop off Markedly mm. after he Got carried off And I think that's a testament To the regard That he's held Within the club And um, you know They were sort of Knocked around by that And the floodgates Sort of opened Not long after And I think they were Disappointed They thought Oh yes Definite send off here. We'll be able to play the rest of the game against twelve. There was <laughs> a lot of the fans thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You know, at the end of the day, I think if he had been sent off, I don't think you know there would have been that many people outside. Of he probably would have only been looking at two weeks. So if he had got sent off, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The irony. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm still struggling to see what side, what type of side Steve Price wants the Dragons to be. One week we get a glimpse that they're still that grindy, defensive orientated kind of team, and then. Other weeks, you know, they'll start out like that and then they'll have a couple of 
tries put on them, and then they'll start throwing the ball around and look okay, get back into the game, then go back into that grindy sort of team and ultimately get beat. Yep. It's, it's Week to week, it's different, and it's any wonder why they have had such a consistent, inconsistent uh, season to date. I, I just don't know that at this stage of the season whether they still really know what type of team they want to be. You know, my advice, I mean, obviously I haven't done my coaching certificate, so take it with a grain of salt. They should aspire to be a winning team, just for a start. <laughs> <laughs> then they can work on other different types of teams. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that's sound advice, mate. Yeah. You get a job. I mean, Paris looking for a coach. I, I coach him just the spoons, just for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, I got two before they sack me. Yeah, exactly right. When Souths get going, I don't think there's a team in the NRL that uses them that... Uh, um, uh, Fucking hell, I'm struggling for words. Uses the advantage of momentum in a match like quite as well as they do. When they get on a roll, fuck, they're you just they're unstoppable. When they get really good, you know, it's, I guess Luke is is an advantage there too. Yeah. But Pete seems to feed off the back of quick play the balls from guys like Burgess, um, or the Burgess brothers really. Yeah. Um, and Burgess is very good at getting quick play of the balls. They feed off the back of that. Then Merritt gets going. Inglis gets going. Reynolds starts to run. Yep. Even Sutton starts making breaks. Yep. It, I just don't know that there's too many teams that that match them when they've got a, you know, momentum fairly and squarely in their favour. Um, they're impressive to watch when they're on song, though. Yeah, I, I think mean, it pains problem, me to admit it, but I, I don't South's mind watching South play. The problem with South is always going to be their defence. I mean, they've been able to score points for a couple of years now. They've had the guys that can do that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, they might be better at it now, mm. but you know, it's always... You have to admit their defence is better this season. Yeah. Maguire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it hasn't been tested a hell of a lot, and there have been games they've let go through shit defence too. There were games that they actually, you know, they pretty much had one, like against the Broncos over in Perth, and uh, it was one of them, I think. But um, Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. Um, can I go to Twitter? Absolutely. Oh yeah, Rachel. Mr. Hornby, instead of pointing at players for your teammates to tackle, do some work and tackle them yourself. Hash Ouch. cranky old Pratt. Wow. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's gone there. Yeah. One of her first tweets in, I think, after a game. And um, yeah, she's gone hard. And she used the word Pratt, which is a personal favourite. Exactly. Of mine. The Chapo 82. I reckon Rusty makes the boys listen to his band 30-odd foot of grunts when they lose. Hash music in decline. <laughs> Devon Head and he's this is funny trolling because he's sent this he's addressed the players their Twitter handles in this tweet okay all the players that he mentions looks like Sam Burgess is upset uh, at at Brett Morris BMOS his Twitter name is because unlike him BMOS is the best player in his family don't know if he got a reply trolling in decline yeah trolling in decline trotters B15542 he's back with his Therese Fuck, there goes South's chance at a grand final. Ingles will get seven weeks. Fucking useless. Hash, no consistence. <laughs> Don't get that tattooed on your champ. <laughs> no. Check. Spell check. And then... Spell check. Slightly further down the road, he said... <laughs> Harrigan... And he's actually tweeted this one to at NRL as well. Harrigan, you are a disgrace. Now, fuck to England where all retard gronk sex pests go, you dirty fuck. Hash, refs in decline. Hash, cunt. Are you serious? I'm dead fucking serious. And I didn't even... Can do- you imagine the poor sap at, the, at, at NRL getting that? Just happened to scroll. Can you imagine they get a lot of tweets? They probably don't read every single one word for I would word. imagine he would have just moved his fucking mouse to the block button and just went to earth. 
<laughs> or they would have read it and shed tears <laughs> for the fall of humanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I believe that there was another one they did. I don't think we uh, put it on there though. But there was another one. He said something like, "I think he might be a South fan." And uh, I think I mean I don't want to explain. The guy's a cock. But he said something like, "You know, even though I'm a South fan, you know, English should have fucking wa- English should have walked off for ten minutes himself. Just done the right thing and walked <laughs> off." <laughs> Adam Gilchrist did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, B underscore Q star. Dean Young just got knocked out harder than GI's misses. That was the only tweet that you know went down that line pretty much. Wow. Aussie one 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 nine eight. If you gave me the choice of shooting a cockroach and Inglis, I would shoot Inglis. Hash king of all grubs. Hash criminal. Hash fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some 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 hateful shit came up out of that uh, that high tackle that Inglis did. And yeah, he does. He does have that sort of following. That's right. Okay, next one. Canberra Raiders 36 defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 4 at Toyota Stadium. Uh, a ground record of 12,000 people. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, their dead points easy. Mark Tafua, try. Todd Carney, jack shit. Canberra Raiders, 36 points came to Josh Dugan, double to Jared Croker. Blake Ferguson, Sam Williams and Josh Papali. And Croker, once again reliable on the boot. Not so much in defence. Five out of five. Wow. And just like that, the aura that the Sharkies had built up over the last couple of months. At home too. Fuck blasted. Hell. I mean, they were down 24-0 in, I'm pretty sure that it was before they hit 20 minutes. I mean, it happened pretty quickly and the tweets started going from, you know, yeah, we're going to fuck Canberra up to, oh my yeah. God, we're going to get fucking yeah, destroyed. <laughs> Sharkies fans, you need to be a little bit careful. I mean, you don't want to go saying that your team's going to win the comp undefeated. Yeah, at I mean, the start of the season, unless things you're like certain, that, things unless like, you're certain of things it, things like that could come back to bite you on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think if you take any two players, the caliber of Jeremy Smith and Paul Gallen, out of any team in the NRL, that they're going to perform below their best. But um, some of their defence was fucking woeful. Yeah, and saying and saying that they've they've been without uh, one or both of those players probably the last month. Yeah, and, and they performed that okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Graham was was hurt. Uh, he copped a knock on his sternum, which he carried into the game. Um, and Carney was, he was non-existent. He wasn't. He may as well. Be, he may as well have been a paraplegic on the field. Jesus, that's tough. In Supercoach terms, he finished the game on negative four points. That was that was afterward revised to one. That's remarkable. And that's what he finished on one point. I'm pretty sure Lottie got minus something in that Warriors semi-final last year, didn't he? I don't think he would he have finished the game. definitely finished negative the in only Titans t- game earlier this year the where only he dropped time everything. I, yeah, the only time I see players usually finish neg- negative score is if they knock the ball on or do something stupid, concede a penalty, and then get injured and get taken off so and they don't have... off or something. Yeah so, they don't, yeah, so they don't have the chance to like play their way back into the you know the easy tackles to make up some points to get back positive. Has anyone ever seen Josh McCrone play better than what he did in this game? He's up there. Fuck me dead. He's, He's up there. He's putting people through holes and... Yep. Gaping holes all day. Yep. He's like Cliffy Lines with Lego Man hair. <laughs> you have to say, as impressive as they were, Raiders fans have got to wonder why they can't do this a little more consistently. Yeah. I, I, I you think know, you can the say they're quitting on the coach, but then they come out and beat a team in the top eight with 36 points to four, and yeah. you wonder where it comes from. I have a feeling the Raiders, I mean, I think it might be actually opposition dependent. Like if the team, if if you know, they, if a team doesn't show up on the day, they might you know they jag an early try and they might go, hang on a minute, 
and yeah. they start to play with a bit, you know, the way the world isn't on their shoulders, and you know. But if a team can put it on them early, say throw twelve points on them, then, yeah. yeah, they might go the Jared other way. Jared Croker doesn't look like he's going to burst into tears at any given fucking moment. <laughs> well, he should burst into tears because he can't fucking tackle to save his life. Makes Darren Lockyer look like Gilmeister. <laughs> <laughs> I even saw some footage of him walking to the ground before the game. Yeah. With his sunglasses on. Still see tears. And his headphones around his neck. With his fucking kit bag over his shoulder. Yeah. You would think he wouldn't have a care in the fucking world. Playing professional sport. Yeah. Walking. Nah. Whiny prick. <laughs> anyway, well done, Raiders. I was, I was very impressed with how they uh, put Cronulla to the sword and... It's good to see their fans have it, you know, have a bit of a cheer. Some of them still bitching about Ferner. But yep, yep. Oh, you know, nothing wrong with that. As they want to do. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Mr. Bowles, tell me, are Luke Lewis and Michael Gordon going to a better club? Hash <laughs> same old Sharks, hash Penrith on the incline. And he actually sent it to Cronulla Sharks Twitter account too. Wow. Mr. Sports 83, hey Sharks fans, please try and use Gallon and Smith's injury excuse. No Campo, White, Whiten or Tills. That's very true too. Yeah, but I mean, like throwing like Whiten and Tills as like key players that are injured. Come on now. <laughs> I'm sure the Sharkies got some reserve grade players. The point is, and Dugan, this is Dugan's first game back for a while too. Canberra yeah. have had a lot of injury concerns over the, yeah. over the course of the season, which has contributed in no small part to how shit they've been. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, they they other can, than that time they beat the Tigers where they were unstoppable. There is an ex- there is an excuse for Camp- obviously Campo not being there, but Campo hasn't been there for the best part of two seasons. So you yeah. would think that they you know they wouldn't remember what it was like to play with Campo. Essentially, I mean, <laughs> if Dugan's a tampon, then you know Campo's fucking hysterectomy. <laughs> <sighs> Tiger Penji. Oh. Carney, wow. Carney has a disappearing act that rivals Harry Houdini, the way he's abandoned and left Robson to run the show. Absolutely true. I mean, it's probably the most invisible performance from a player all season, and that includes all games that Ben Roberts has played in. Really? Yeah, that's... that's... And, and Lottie Takiri. <clears throat> you just had to do it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to the Penrith Panthers 28. Defeated the Sydney Roosters 16. Centibet Stadium, Penrith. Under 10,000 people there. Penrith Panthers, their 28 points came to a double to Brad Ty. David Simmons, Michael Jennings and Matt Robinson also scored tries. Luke Walsh was 4 of 5 on the conversions. The Roosters, their 16 points came from tries too. Anthony Minicello, two dads, Sean Kennedale and Boyd Cordner. Brayton Astor, 2 of 3. Just want to refer back to Travis Burns' tackle that they deemed a chicken wing. Yes, I'm not sure it really was a chicken wing in in the strictest sense of of some of the other examples we've seen. Adam Blair is probably a, the the most profound exponent of it. Yep. Um, but Ivan Cleary came out and said that he didn't think that it wasn't like he was going to rip his arm out of its socket or something like. That. Like there was still every opportunity for the guy to be seriously hurt. Yeah, yeah, and as it was, Mossy was having trouble moving his arm there at one stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a certain way you can grab, the, you know, grab the arm, and just, you know, you can do it without doing that. So just don't. On top know. of all that, it was completely unnecessary, given that there was another player holding the guy on the on the ground, yep. and then Travis Spoon's behind that player, just with his arm, yep. in both his hands, reefing it up at some ridiculous angle. Yep. Where was he going? Yep. It's Mossy yep. Masoi. Yep. 
Not Benji Marshall. He's hardly fucking doing the hot shoe shuffle to spin out of tackles and stuff. He was already laying on the fucking <laughs> ground. Poor Mossy. Poor Soggy. I just... There's obviously some concerns at Penrith. Um, you know, they've had their injury issues as well. And, and young Harry Sykes, um, he's now hurt long term. Yep. And depth is becoming a bit of an issue for them. But if I just wonder if, already, if... Sorry? If it wasn't an issue already, too. Yeah, exactly. And I just... Coot went fairly well at 5-8, I thought. Yeah, maybe again this week, too. I think he's... Uh, yeah. Could be a... I wonder if he's the answer long term for them. That's Yeah, I mean, it could be. Could be. Because uh, he's had... You know, there's a lot of... Pan- Panthers fans that are quite heavy detractors of Lachlan Coote at fullback. Yep. He's probably not bad at 5'8", where his, his lack of size probably, you know, he's still going to have to make a lot of tackles, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, he can be covered too. You yeah, well, it's happened to, happened to worst defenders. Yeah, exactly. Kieran Foran. Um, Lock and Benji. Something for Panthers fans to be optimistic about, not just the form of Coot at 5'8", but also, um, you know, in what's been a pretty tough year, young Josh Mansour has, yep. been, has been really good since yep. he came into the side. Hasn't really missed a beat. He's plays with a heap of confidence. Um, and since, you know, he moved back to fullback in this game. and Yep, named fullback uh, for this week as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's his natural position where he played his junior footy, but fuck, it looks it. Might become that way. Yeah. Because... Yeah. You know, with no Gordon, if Coote starts playing a lot more five eight and, and gets more comfortable there, then they're going to need a fullback. Yep. Um, just on the Roosters, again, pretty fucking ordinary. And I just there's a lot of rumbling started coming out of there. Braithen Astor's been a leader of the club for a few years. He's not going to be there. Mitchell Pearce is starting to make rumblings about wanting to go. Well, no, he, he, came out, he came out and said that, that he's pissed off at that speculation and he doesn't want to, you know, go anywhere. There's yeah. reports that he may... He'll be gone in a month. ...that he might, may wind up at the Sharks to resume his partnership with Carney. Yeah. To did take the... the Everyone's going to grand Sharkies. Final. Everyone loves it. No one remembers how shit they've been for 30 odd thousand Sharkies years. dead broke side that all of a sudden found a fucking checkbook somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you're running tomatoes there, fucking writing... <laughs> writing no, he was writing prescriptions. <laughs> He's writing prescriptions for drugs that makes everyone feel the Sharkies are premiership contenders. <laughs> um, but it just, it's got that feeling that, that all too familiar feeling that things are going down a certain path for Brian Smith. Again. Um, and it seems to have yep. happened to every club he's ever been to. Yep, exactly. But yeah, not his fault, I guess. It's his fault. <laughs> Whose fault is it if it's not his? I was, just, I was joking. Uh, Twitter. Don't do that. I'm not used to it. Not a lot of Twitter in uh, in this game. Um, you know, uninspiring, I guess, apart from the high tackle. Mickey T, 1985. Is Braith and Nasta on his period? He was very angry on Monday and now today. Or maybe he had a hysterectomy, according to Nathan. Yeah. Naprogesic Braith. Hashtags in decline. 102 Megan. Pissed off at the two brilliant passes, one disallowing a try, which were incorrectly called forward. Such bullshit. And uh, all of Megan's tweets, I could have included another probably three that were all super pissed off about the refereeing. In fact, the Roosters Roosters fans, they're really, um, you'd swear that Des Hasler coached them when they bitch about referees these days. <laughs> They've really taken up the mantle. Or, Jeff, probably the or number Jeff Tuvey. The number one bitch. Yeah, well, Tuvey, I mean, that's that was funny and very uncharacteristic. I don't know why he decided to start bitching on the refs now. I mean, there are a couple of things that I weren't that happy about. But, I mean, overall, I've certainly seen fucking worse games. certainly seen worse games this season for refereeing. Um, maybe it's just a straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe. Monday night, a foot bitch. North Queensland Cowboys, 29. Defeated the West Tigers, 16. 
in front of uh, about 12,500 up at Dairy Farmers in North Queensland. And uh, what do we got? North Queensland. Their points came through. Tries to Brent Tate, Glenn Hall, Gavin Cooper, Anthony Mitchell, and Khalifa Fi-Fi Law. Fucking hell, that sounds like they scored a lot of tries. Does, doesn't it? Jonathan Thurston, four of five on the conversions. Matty Bowen grabbed a field goal. West Tigers, their 16 points came from tries to Robbie Farrell, Liam Fulton, and Masada Yosefa. Benji Marshall, two of three. Didn't Liam Fulton play well? He did. Scored one himself, set up another try. Gee, that was soft fucking defence for that try. <laughs> He's won? Yeah. Like, the like the really... one that he set up for Yosefa wasn't much better. No, no, no. I mean, the Cowboys had real defensive issues in the first, well, not the entire first half, but probably... Sure, yeah, the first, whole game, I thought. First 25, 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah. They were like, real, like, it looked like, I thought that the Tigers were going to not only win, but, you know, possibly even put a cricket score on them. The Tigers obviously had uh, had several injury concerns coming, well, coming into the game. They lost Maltzen in the warm-up. Um, Chris Lawrence was injured in the game. Ciro yep. got, he's been badly hurt. He, we'll get his, he had a scan today, I think. Yep. Um, Benny Murdoch, Masilla came off as well. And apparently Benji's taken a couple of Apparently he carried an injury into that game. Benj? He's been, he's, been, he's been carrying two injuries. Benji has. Yeah, and not only that, that he's, um, he, he's been, he's, he should play on the weekend, but he could be in doubt. Wow. Explain yeah, why he's, he's been a bit he's off. Been, he's been given until pretty much game day. Did I say what to, those injuries are? No, I, they probably did, but I can't remember you what they probably guarantee their fucking shoulders then. If they, oh, if they don't know, say shoulder, you assured me that the shoulders are fucking solid and they haven't. I'm you know, sure they had are, problems since 2006 or something. Oh, I mean, he's a man of steel at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but so the fact that we we had to finish the well, we played a large chunk of the game with what 14 men. Yep, um, makes it pretty tough to win a game. Having said that. Jeez, they gave themselves plenty of chances to win it. Yeah. And the funny thing is the Tigers, all their points, I mean, all their tries, they, they just seem to come very easily. And yeah. the Cowboys, the lot was tied at half time. Robbie's one from dummy half was fairly soft. Liam's strolled Everything over. Everything Liam's touch was soft. Yeah. Um, and they obviously made up all of their points. But then you look at um, like the Cowboys. Who, what was the try they scored to get it back? Uh, I think it was, a, it was their second try they scored. It was, was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, their tries had to come through absolute brilliance and, like, you know, the hard way. And it seemed like the Tigers were just, you know, their, their tries were coming super easy. But, you know, the tap turned off at half time. Very true. It's great to have Gareth back. You could immediately see the difference that he makes in the side, I thought. Uh, he ran some good angles out wide, but most notably his defence. Um, first game back, he played 80 minutes. Shame great couldn't clone him 12 times. Oh, fuck. Might have won the game. He is just amazing. We're going to miss him so badly next year. And it's unfortunate he's going to be leaving a month early, from the sounds of it. <laughs> I think this game proved that you can you can stop Bowen and you can stop Thurston, but good luck stopping Thurston and Bowen. I think the Tigers done a fantastic job of containing Thurston. Yep. But Bowen fucking carved us up. Yep. Every time we touched a fucking ball, yep. it was doing my head in. And just got a little quick Jackson story. Go. Um, we've fallen into a bit of a habit lately. I think it's because he knows he gets his tail up a little bit later. He's like, oh, can I watch a football with you, Dad? And it's hard for me to say no. Yeah. And and last night I didn't really care because it was Tigers. So he's sitting there on the lounge next to me. And it's oh, I can't remember the exact moment. It was 
I had this feeling with the, with the injuries and stuff, and you could just see that the Cowboys, despite some of their best efforts to not win the game, yeah. they actually were just slowly just edging and edging. You just feel the inevitable yeah. something was going to give, you yeah. know? Yeah. And the Tigers start making breaks, and I'm thinking, we're, if we score a try here, we're a chance, you know? But there's in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, the Cowboys really all they need to do is kick a fucking field goal yeah, and yeah, game over. Yeah. And it was the one where Benji they sort of flicked it around a bit and Benji's made the sort of skip through a tackle and then he's had to throw a fucking flick pass. And it's all turned to shit. Yeah. And I've sort of I've gone I didn't really know what I want I knew I wanted to punch something and the only thing next to me was Jackson and I didn't think that was appropriate. So I punched the sort of cushion on the couch. Yeah. And he said Dad, you didn't see me getting upset when the Broncos lost. <laughs> I don't think you should get upset when the Tigers lose because you tell me that I shouldn't get upset. Yeah. And then he pats me like a patronising little prick. He pats me on the fucking head. Uh, like like Hopawati to, to, uh, to David Peachy back in the finals, whatever year that was. Oh, fuck, I'm sick of that kid. I'm glad we've got another one coming. I hope it's better. <laughs> Twitter. Bemson Meister. I thought the Tigers were magnificent in the second half tonight. Gave everything and a bit more. They should be proud. I mean, yeah, I, I am really question. proud of their efforts. Not a trick question. Sorry? Not a trick tweet. No. There was no sick punchline at the end of it. <laughs> no, exactly. There was no hashtags in the decline at the end. But I was really proud of their efforts. And, yeah. you know, despite the fact that I did have that feeling of doom that eventually the Cowboys were going to... Even after they kicked the field goal, I thought something's going to give here and they'll, they'll probably put a try on at the end. Yep. Um, but it couldn't fault their effort. Yep. They didn't drop their heads. They kept trying. They they were making ground and some passes didn't stick here. But um, it wasn't all that long ago that, you know, there's games, even this season, where they, they have sort of half-chucked the towel in and the, and the team's scored a couple of late tries and, and yep. it's been a lot uglier. Yep. Um, and they've had less right to do that. Yep. Um, where in this game, you know, they had the, you know, they dug deep and they, they stayed strong. We didn't get the result, but I was, I was really proud of the way they played. And uh, Bemson Meister did follow up though and said, however, <laughs> he was made twice as hard as I had to carry fucking Benji in his fucking wooden leg all night. Hash shit house. It's funny that Benji is his way off his normal mark at the moment, and, and if he is carrying injuries, then that probably explains part of it. But yeah. I think a lot of it as well, I think, and I know I probably do over-exaggerate how Robbie went in the Origin series, but the fact remains, he's a fucking New South Wales Origin warrior. He's got the Origin spot as long as he wants it. Um, it just seems to me that the team is deferring to Robbie a lot more than what they normally would. Balance of power of the dressing rooms is, is switched over. Yeah, I knew that that's how you would approach it, but I just <laughs> I, you can just see that they're really deferring to Robbie a lot more, and that's not surprising. The guy's the captain of the club, yeah. But in years gone by, it's been Benji one, Robbie two, yeah. And Robbie's been the captain because he probably has, I don't know. I guess Sheensy's they gave him the captaincy to keep him at the club. Let's let's be honest, but. Yeah. Um, They've both got good leadership characteristics, but I've always had that feeling that you know they, when they when the chips are down, they go to Benji. Yep. But I've just noticed lately 
and, and certainly through the origin period when Robbie was playing, he wasn't on origin duty, when the chips are down, Robbie was the guy. Yep. So it's interesting to see that the way that the team, you know, that perception has changed a little bit. Yep, yep. GT351 underscore Johns. Great effort by the Tigers under harsh injury toll. They kept trying hard, even though they had Bo Ryan and ball dropsies. I didn't think Bo Ryan went bad. I thought he went Not okay. as bad as he normally does. Hanley, 1993. when was the last time Bo Ryan had a shocker? I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, what, you expect me to remember everything that happens in every game ever? Yes. Usually. If you're going to make <laughs> bullshit blanket statements, hey, yes, I do expect That was you. GT. That was GT said that. Not me. Yeah, it could have. I was just agreeing with you. Could have been uttered from you. Hanley, mouth. 1993. Thank God Robert Louis isn't playing. It would be unfair to present him with a bunch of women without discipline. Hashtag is in decline. <laughs> Any final uh, words on that one? No. Previews kicking off on Friday Night Football. And as far as I understand it, this game is going live into Queensland and New South Wales. Not sure why, but um, St. George will Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there is a Titans game there, but for whatever reason, I mean, they decided not to do it. Um, yeah, St. George will Dragons versus Melbourne Storm at Wynn Stadium, Wollongong. Really? Hmm. Who cares? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean... Why would that be the game of all the options that we've had? Because the other one is Sydney Roosters versus Gold Coast Titans. Okay. <laughs> I asked a question, you gave me an answer. Yep. Valid. But I mean, the thing is, you know, like like people want to watch that one, you know, I mean, neither of the games are particularly appealing. That's right. But when you look at what was an absolute blockbuster last Friday night, yep. people in Queensland had to wait for it. Yeah. You know, but they like their, you know, Friday night Broncos. <laughs> Apparently they do. So anyway, um, Melbourne Storm. Rumours are that Billy Slater may be able to make a return this week. Uh, I just, I really, uh, not sure the Dragons are going to be able to pick themselves up for this one. But you know, that's the Storm is a traditional rival of theirs too. You know, they've both put floggings on each other. He had the grand final uh, in '99. Um, I'd say Manly have probably taken over now from the yeah. Dragons to be the Melbourne Storms' public enemy number one. The Dragons would have to be up in the top two or three teams that they have rivalries with. I think the Storm are probably looking to to right the ship, so to speak. Yep. And I think they're they're probably coming up against an opposition that's right for the picking. Yep. And and they got soundly beaten last week, and and again, there's no consistency there. Uh, I just I can't see the Dragons putting it together to get over the Storm. No, but I mean, yeah, you know, I, I can't see this. I couldn't have seen the Storm losing over the last couple of weeks either. But no, but losing to power, if that doesn't spring him yeah. into action, nothing will. Yep, yep. Okay, also that night, as I said earlier, Sydney Roosters versus Gold Coast Titans from our Allianz in Sydney. Well, this one, you'd have to say the Titans. Based on recent form, you definitely yeah, have to. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're never the best away side in the world, but I mean, the Roosters, they're not going that great. No, they're fucking woeful at the moment. Um, they've had some... Decent scores put on them. Recently, they had the heartbreak against uh, against the Bunnies. Yep. Soundly beaten by the Panthers. Yep. Um, you know, I think the West Tigers softened them up in the, the flogging that Roosters handled them recently, and uh, <laughs> it's been all downhill from there. <coughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I think the Titans will get there. I think the Titans will get there, and certainly, I mean, that you know, there's starting to be whispers like, you know, gee, you know, other Titans, you know, can they slip into the finals and they make you run? These are the sorts of games they need to win if that is the case. Yeah, and exactly. they should and they should on current form. 
Okay, Saturday, we've got the Doggies versus the North Queensland Cowboys at Olympic Park, ANZ Stadium. What's your thoughts? Um, gee, you know, both sides going well. Uh, Chris Keating's been named for the Doggies. I'm not sure what the deal is there because he went off injured and and I have heard it's not as bad as it as it was previously thought, but I still thought he was out for at least one to two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, they're without Cassiano. Um, but you know what? Cowboys down in Sydney. Once They'll again, be a different not, side. They're backing up from Monday Night Footy as well. Yep. Not the best uh, travels in the first place. Yeah. And I think that maybe it might be a time where they're, you know, a little more ripe for the picking. Yeah. Even though, even though it is a Saturday game, you just think um, there is that Monday Night Football thing which always sticks in my mind. And yeah. Even teams play on Sundays, they always sort of say, oh, you know, they played on Monday night. So. The, only, the only thing I will say is that that was a fairly emotional encounter for the Dogs last Friday night against Manly. Yeah, um, could be a letdown. A bit of yeah, a bit of a letdown, a bit of an adrenaline dump maybe, mm-hmm. and um, that that might get the Cowboys over the line. But I'm still going to tip the Dogs. Yep. Okay, what do we got here in Perth, Subiaco, at Patterson's Stadium? We have the mighty Manly Ring of Seagulls versus the New Zealand Warriors. Wow, Perth, yeah. eh? Manly one through seventeen, same as last time. Although. I had have heard that Brett Stewart will travel over with the side but there's no guarantee to play and he hasn't been named just going for the holiday he's that type of bloke yeah, I'd, say he's, I'd say he's close and they'll, they'll, they'll just uh, figure it out over there um, pretty smart from Manly I mean they're always looking like they're going to move a game over to Western Australia just for the sheer cash that it provides mm. and uh, smart to make it the Warriors game rather than I mean, previously it was going to be the Storm game that's not smart. Fans rebelled against that because it was, you know, the Battle of Brookie uh, yeah. rematch and all that sort of thing. Um, but also, it's a lot easier for Melbourne to get over to WA. When you take a team that struggles on the on the the, uh, the trap the away games mm. a little anyway, and give their, and make them go and, further, and they've, got, and they've got to go an extra four hours than the the Manly side do. You know, it's a good move to make them travel further, and I wonder how much that's going to take out of them. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to tip Manly. Yeah, I tip Manly as well. They'll want to bounce back after the game against the Bulldogs as well. Um, fairly emotional for them too. So there's every yep. chance the Warriors might um, might take advantage of that. But just the travel, yep. I, I think that's going to count against the Warriors. And, um, you know, they they fell in a massive heap last week. So yep. Yep. Um, I just think Manly will be too strong. Okay, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks versus the Penrith Panthers from Toyota Stadium. Gallon is supposed to be back. Yeah, Smith's week. definitely back, yeah. Yep. So really, at home, wanting to reverse such a terrible game last week, you'd have to go, well, you know, I'll be tipping the Sharks, and if they lose this one, then you're going to have to start looking at them and saying, wow, they're really starting to fade and, you know... Sharks in decline. Yeah, Sharks in decline, etc., etc. No, I, um, I think they'll get things back on track uh, with a full complement of players... Uh, Gallon won't stand for anything like they dished up last week, um, and I think they'll they'll get things back on track and and settle into the top four. All right, next over to Sunday, Canberra Raiders versus the Newcastle Knights down in Canberra Stadium. Tough one. It's tough coming one. off good wins. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that the Knights' form has been more consistently solid over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Raiders, what they've delivered, an absolute pasting, but they also got. Uh, Soundly beaten. As yeah, well they the were fucking that. horrible the week before. So. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm going to go the Knights. Uh, it's probably the safe bet. Um, however, you know, I guess it's a test for the Knights too. I mean, 
are they the team that we've seen the last two weeks, or are yeah. they the team we've seen for the you know the rest of the season? I think Knights are due a little bit of a dip, and I think Canberra back at home they won't want to they want to make it up to their fans who travelled out last time to um, to watch them get f- pumped by the Titans, save for a last sort of ten minute comeback which yep. amounted to nothing. Yep, um, and I think given the fact that they will want to perform for their fans a lot better than the, their last outing there. Um, and Newcastle might, I just think they might be a couple of degrees off the off the pace. And uh, I'm going to tip Canberra. I might even have a lazy tenner on them, actually. I'll have to see what they're paying. And, of course, yeah, if you're going to put money on, you know. The well, more you, you put on, the more you get back. You can't go. As you can't. we've always said. I, I wish I wish they'd actually uh, they'd put Rochow in a starting lineup for the Knights so because I could throw, throw a first try scorer on him. Because, you know, it's crazy to throw a first try scorer on some dude that's coming off the bench. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Okay, the Channel 9 game, South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the West Tigers. Tigers, once again, fortunate in in the timing when they catch the side. They're catching a Rabbitohs side in disarray, about with a surely to be suspended Greg Inglis not in the side. Well, no Inglis, no Luke. Um, Two players that would love to carve the Tigers up. Put 50 on them even. And with those it has happened side. before. Or kick Golden Point Fielders, yeah. if you will. Several times. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I was confident, I have to say, given have the to fact that you be more confident if you hear that Inglis is out. Oh, absolutely. But still, Inglis is out. If if Ciro, well, Ciro's definitely gone. Yep. Lawrence could be out as yep. well. Um, and who knows what Benji takes into the game. And, you know, he may even be in doubt all the way up to game day. So, yep. Um, it's going to be a hard-fought win if we get there, but, geez, we need it. So, I'm going to yeah. have to tip the Tigers. Surprise, surprise. Um, as I mean, we were doing the uh, recaps for last week, I maintained that the Rabbitohs' defence, you know, still wasn't you know the best. I guess we'll see. We'll see the test. I mean, Tigers are bound to you know as badly as they're going, they can still score tries. I mean, as we saw on Monday night. Yeah. So uh, this will be another test if the Rabbitohs can hold them out. And we I need think, a win. We need Rabbitohs. a win just to prove to people that we'll make the top four. And um, I'm already convinced, but there's apparently a couple of people out there. That you, aren't. you need a win to literally prevent yourself from dropping out the arse into the top eight. <laughs> Your glass is always half empty, Nathan. <laughs> South by 18, maybe 19. Brisbane Broncos this is Monday night for pitch, of course. Brisbane Broncos versus Parramatta Eels will be there. Are you going? Yep, I'm going with Risby. Oh, sorry to hear that. So, uh, what's he going to sit on your lap? Yep, kids getting free. <laughs> Under four year old. Buy him a fucking show bag, will you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, catch up with a good listener of the show, Dave Risby. He's uh, at Riz666 yep. on Twitter. Parramatta fan. You'll see him at the game. He'll be the, the uh, really short guy in the hat with a propeller on top. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, now, and no pants. Broncos. Luke Capewell has been named at fullback. What the but, fuck? I'm paying money to watch Luke Capewell run around. Give me Whitchurch a Church is in break. on one wing. Maranta on the other. The centres, Alex Glenn and Jared Beale. That's how thin they are. And uh, one of our listeners, Mr. Wars, said today on Twitter that um, he saw he saw the Broncos advertising on Gumtree for outside packs. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No Jared Hayne. No chance. Yeah. He's gone for the season too. He's gone for the season. Yeah. He thought it was a, uh, a grade one tear, or yeah. no, and and it's actually a. He's a complete 
tear. tear. It's yeah. torn, yeah. It is completely torn, yeah. He thought it was a partial tear, partial it's completely tear. torn. It's so. completely torn, yeah. So, unfortunately, last of last we've seen of Jared Hayne for 2012, um, pretty, another, you know, another blow for Eels fans, but... Yep. Um... I don't think they'll have enough to get over the Broncos. Not at Suncorp. Still should be a decent knows, crowd, even man. though it's a Monday night game. They could they could do it. I mean, yeah. Broncos are Not all over in terms everybody. of forwards, but uh, you know, they could they could they could do it. I'm not going to tip them because I mean that's just fucking crazy. If they're ever going to do it, it's going to happen in the, you know, Broncos down on troops. Yep. You know, Eels hopefully are high high on spirit, and it's their first week under their uh, their new coach. Sure. So, hmm. well, Carney's still there. Well, no, no, he's he's uh he's Brad Arthur is is going to be taking the reins for the last six games of the season. So what's Carney going to be doing? It was his last game. Saturday. Sorry, Saturday was his last game. Last Saturday. I thought he was finishing up at the end of the season. No, I think he's it's last... all over Red Rover. Yeah, yeah, that's his last game. Wow. Arthur was brought in. He was handpicked by Carney. He's uh he coached the twenties for Storm and stuff like that. Uh, he he realizes. I read an article today. He uh. He understands the deal. You know, he's probably got six games of first grade coaching in the NRL at this point, and then and then it'll go to you know Ricky or whoever ends up signing yeah. the deals. But uh, he's determined to make the most of it. So I guess we'll see what sort of effect he has on the players as well. Broncos by Okay, that is full time for episode 97. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook, we're slowly creeping up the 1,000 mark as we've been trying to do. We've just about cracked 950 and we've got a bunch of new Facebook fans. So, welcome to Matty College, Dave Griffin, Matty Johns, Daryl Street, Brett Seat, Trevor Cummings and Ernest Tang. And Ernie. I, I love your orange drink, Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and your mate Bert. <laughs> okay, uh, we've got a couple of iTunes, iTunes, you. <laughs> couple of iTunes reviews this week. The first one is by someone. I'm just trying to see what these little emoticons are. It looks like a cow and then a shit. <laughs> Five stars from well. From Mr. Strainee. So it was either horse shit or cow shit by Mr. Strainee. But he gave it five stars and he said, uh, I finally made an effort to review. Love the show. Keeps me laughing. Keep it up. Go the Raiders. And He's Raiders fan. Sorry to hear that. And we got one from uh, G Porter 79 Said, great work. Five stars. Been put onto your podcast from some of my fellow Panthers supporters in the Black Hole. Awesome podcast. <laughs> They've so. had plenty to talk about when their footy's on. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, sir. Take my mind off what's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> Tipping. Um, fairly disastrous across the board. Safe to say. Uh, Did you go up or down? Uh, I stayed same. Oh. And you, you did too, actually. Oh, there you go. We both stayed exactly the same. So, um, yeah, fairly disastrous. So, um, most of the people in the top five, uh, didn't, no one in the top five did better than three out of uh, eight. So, it was, yeah, disastrous. Um, the, on top, Bronx? Whitey is still on top on 96 points. It's Me Cookie Bra has surged to second, 93 points. Is that guy on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. Melly Titans 2011 has stormed into the top five in third position by getting five right this week. Jesus. 
for a total of 93, so tied for second, really. Uh, Skinny, he's dropped. He got two. He dropped to 92 points and is in fourth. Also on 92 points is Todd H1987, who remains on 92, who, sorry, is on 92 points as well and remains in fifth position. And Andrew Smyrniotis remains in sixth position, also on 92 points. So we're close. There's still a bit of a gap there from, uh, from first to second. But, you know, only one point in it for, you know, the next probably... I think there's only two points in it for the next 10 Time for to make a run or... Not really. No, I th- I th- look, you're Not probably eighty ninth. Yeah, you, you're probably. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's probably past you. I don't think you're gonna be able to do it. But you know, try your best. You never know. You might get into the top fifty. <laughs> Fantasy. I got my worst score of the season. Um, and as we mentioned uh, during the show, fucking under- underperforming Gronks like Todd Carney. <laughs> Fuck me, drunk. Possibly the worst super coach performance of the year for any player, especially one as touted as that guy. Um, you got one thousand and fifty five this week. And you got your third win of the season in the comp that we're in the same one. So Who I think, did I beat? I don't know, but um, I think you you should be clear of the spoon now. I think. Fucking how bad? Actually, no. You beat you beat Kev. You beat Cage's hitmen. <laughs> so so that's a, that's a sweet win. <clears throat> that's a sweet one to that get. That guy supports power and gets beaten by me in fantasy. I mean, has he ever watched rugby league? Yeah, and you probably got like your best scores. Oh, you know, it must have been close to your best score of the season. I mean, you don't crack a thousand too often this year. And uh, fucking hang on a second. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and finally, shop. Of course, we still have some stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, stubby coolers. So hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop to grab some stuff. And uh, thank you to Big Dan. Big Dan put an order in this week. So Good job, uh, buddy. Yeah. So good to see. And um, we'll get that out to you shortly anyway, mate. Uh, that's it. I don't have anything else this week. You got anything else? I'm done, mate. Wow. Simple. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. In uh, the, the uphill battle. Imagine, imagine if the Rabbitohs got 50 again. They usually do it once a year. Imagine if the Tigers got 50 and stormed towards the top four, as they're destined to do. You know that's not going to happen. No, I don't know that. You I realize know nothing if, even close to that. You realize it's all if, I know. It's the only thing I do know. You realise if, if, if you win, we win, and say the Sharkies win, you're in exactly the same position as you were. It's just status quo. You're no closer to anything. <laughs> but if we win, you lose. Yeah. By like hideous margins either way. Hundred. Yeah. Well, I guess you know, if, the, if the laws of gravity and physics cease to exist in Perth, <laughs> and something like that's actually possible. Anything can happen, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Happen. Oh, rugby league's a funny game. It's a funny game. Even West Tigers can make this finals one year. <laughs> I say knowing that you made it the last two, maybe. Just two, wasn't it? Clean. Clean. See you next Glenn. week. Clean. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>